Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros, the podcast where three brothers talk about movies, comics, pop culture, and stuff while adding our own quoting flair. This is your host, Nate. This is TJ. And I'm Christian. You know, before we go any further, I just want to let you guys know that we do have time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But you know, our episode this- Why would you want to skip? (laughs) (laughs) Our episode this week, though, is going to go as follows. We're going to start off with our normal get-to-know-you question that is related to our topic, followed by our quote game. Uh, TJ's keeping score at home. This time we are keeping score. But then after that, we're going to move on to talking about the the news that happened this week in the entertainment industry. Then moving on to talking about not one episode of What If, but two episodes of What If on this episode. And then finishing it off with our topic. But Christian, you want to start us off with the opening question? For sure. So the question this week is, when was the sickest you've ever been? Or what was the sickest that you've ever been? And we won't go into too many like gory details here. <laughs> um, we don't want to scare off any of our, our listeners out there. Uh, so we'll, we'll do a favor for you guys and, and keep it uh, pr- pretty PG. A little PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I can start off. Go for uh, it, TJ. For me, the worst, uh, I, I maybe have mentioned this before, I can't remember, but in high school, um, uh, I got mono, mononucleosis. Um, <laughs> that mononucleosis. Uh, you know, yeah, you know how it is. You, sometimes you just share a cup with the wrong person. We know how it is. <laughs> um, but it was, it was horrible. Um, not, only, not only did I feel super sick, and you know, you know uh, like vomiting and things like that, but my throat hurt super, 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 super bad. Like, and I couldn't swallow anything Ooh. without just super intense pain. And, and I'm someone who like generates a lot of saliva. Yes. And so I, and to get rid of that saliva, I, you know, I just swallow. And, and so then I would, I constantly am swallowing just in my normal day-to-day things. And so it, it absolutely destroyed me. Uh, but the funniest thing I think of it was um, dad, our dad, uh, you know, he saw me in pain. He was like, oh, no, like this, I feel so bad. Like, I don't want TJ to be in pain. And he's like, TJ, you need some honey. You know, honey is what you need because honey is like the nectar of the gods. Like, you cures know, natural everything. sugar cures everything. And so he's like, TJ, you need to have some honey. And I'm like, no, 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 dad. I, I, I don't think I can stomach anything right now, the least of all honey. And he's like, no, 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 you need honey. And I'm like, wait, dad, please. No, I don't. And he's like, eat the honey. And so then I ate a spoonful of honey. Um, and the next thing, uh, five, like two minutes later, I threw up and my dad was just like, okay, uh, Lisa, uh, like our mom, you take care of him. <laughs> I felt bad. But it wasn't, I don't, it wasn't the honey. I just, you know, I, I, I was in, I couldn't, I couldn't eat anything right then. But uh, yeah, that, those were, that was like a horrible week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Have you, uh, since recovered your tiredness from it or do you think you still, uh, never gotten that fully back? Yeah, see, that's the hard part. You don't know in the college life. You're like, am I tired because I'm on a nucleosis or am I tired just because I don't get any sleep? So (laughs) I I don't think that's the reason I get tired anymore. I I think I have fully, quote, recovered from from L kissing disease, as the kids call it. Okay, okay. Um, Nate, what do you got for us? Yeah, just one quick comment about uh, TJ's mono. Ever since then, whenever any of my friends are, are getting sick, I always say, oh, you, you must have mono then. <laughs> no matter what? <laughs> no matter what. I'm like, oh, 
I'm like, it could be worse. You could have mono. They're like, everyone's like, oh, I think I got COVID. And I'm like, could be worse. Could be mono. But actually, could be mono. actually, you have mono. <laughs> yeah. But none of my friends have uh, gotten mono yet. So I'll keep going until somebody actually gets mono. And well, then... they, they got to try a little harder, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and there was a thing, though. Like, I've only, I had only kissed one girl up to that point. <laughs> it was only from one girl. Maybe you did uh, share a cup with someone accidentally then. Maybe, you know, swimming pools. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess for, for me, uh, this was uh, when I was in high school, it was around Christmas time, like, like probably like two days after Christmas break started, I got really, really sick and I got uh, food poisoning. And so it was probably some of the worst like 12 hours of my life. Everything was coming out both ends. But the big thing for, for me was like, I threw up like every 15 minutes. I lost like 15 pounds from it. Like that was how much I was throwing up. That's but crazy. for the most part, for, uh, for that 12 hours, I was literally stuck in the bathroom. Like I, I fell asleep in the bathroom because I'm like, <laughs> you know, if anything's coming, I, I got to be prepared. And so it was a very uncomfortable night, very sick, very not fun. And yeah, I was very, very miserable. And my ribs were killing from all of the, the throwing up. But yeah, that was the, the worst sickness I've ever had in my life. I, uh, I remember getting word of that from Nate. He was telling me about it. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. I, I don't know what it is, but like, it's interesting. I feel like whenever you get sick at night, it always gets worse. It's somehow it's always worse I think at it's night. just when you, when you lay down a lot of times, like, it's just... I don't know. I think it makes it makes things worse laying down as opposed to standing up. I couldn't tell you the science behind it, but mm -hmm. yeah, because when I got the I got the like COVID vaccine a few months back, and that gave me like the, the secondhand sickness. And like you know, I got it in the afternoon and it was fine. But as soon as the night hit, that's when all, all crap hit the fan, and that's yeah. when the sickness started. So the nighttime is the worst if you're sick. Yeah, it really it's is. The devil. Okay, I, I'll finish uh, finish it up here. So. Uh, for me, mine's kind of similar to TJ's. I didn't get mono. I'm not even sure what I had, but it was my last semester of college and I was, I don't know, I was pretty, I was, everything was normal. And then I started to get like a sore throat and it just kind of got progressively worse and worse and worse. And it was kind of the same thing with TJ where it hurt so bad. I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. Right. And I wasn't, to, I, thankfully I wasn't throwing up or anything like that. But it was so bad that I couldn't even sleep because every time I swallowed, uh, the, it would just cause me such such pain. It would wake me up. So I basically was like sleeping like one hour a night for a couple hours a night for multiple days on hand. And this was like, I don't know, it lasted like a, a month uh, in total or a month and a half. And for like three of the weeks, it was like really bad. So I'm just getting a couple hours of sleep every night. I'm trying to finish school with finals and projects and everything. And my my idiot people that were helpful on those one person and my, my group project for my, my, uh, my major wasn't doing anything. And I'm like freaking slaving away. And uh, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was terrible. And then like, I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, we don't know what you have. And I'm like, typical thanks. Um, and yeah. so, and then I have, I was using all these like spray medicines to try and like numb my throat and they'd last for about like 10 seconds and then I'd swallow and then, uh, it'd all be gone. But it was just, yeah, it was miserable, uh, miserable pain, kind of like TJ's. So, uh, the only I, thing I, I then I, I suggest smoothies. I'm like, okay, I can drink a smoothie because it's so cold and it's frozen. But I didn't figure that out till later. And then I went to the doctor and got some other stuff. So ugh, that that was I, me. I suggested, 
I suggested amputation for Christian. Um, <laughs> amputation of the throat. For some reason, <laughs> just didn't want to do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the, the question of the week. Uh, let us know maybe uh, when you guys got the, the most sick, but please don't go into too many details. But it's always fun just to share because then we all can share each other's pain, you know? We're all in this together, <laughs> as, uh, as Troy Bolton says. <laughs> <laughs> the human condition. We have all suffered from sickness at least once. It's true. But uh, we got to move on to uh, revealing the quote from last week. And if you're tuning in for the first time, TJ, uh, we've semi-recently started. TJ has to uh, try to remember the quote from last week. And we're keeping score of it, whether he remembers it or not. And so right now we're at, uh, he, he's ahead 4-3. But the memory, like he said last week, is catching up. And so TJ, what was that quote that we played last week? So if you all remember, our, our, our latest episode was Fantastic Four, Dr. Doom, Silver Surfer, which naturally means, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, am, <laughs> it is I don't know. The quote from last week was from Interstellar, TJ. It was... Oh, it was me too. I chose that quote. Ah, Dang it. Uh, TJ, it, it was necessary. <laughs> It was, that's right, it was necessary. That's like one of the best quotes in it where he's just, this is the scene like right at the end. And they're like, Cooper, you can't, you can't do this thing. It's impossible. And he's like, no, it's necessary. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Dang mm. it. Ah, curses, my perfect record. Well, not, qu not quite a perfect record, but almost there. <laughs> you, you went down 0-2, then, then you won the series, but now the series has been tied up again, TJ. Been tied up. Well, job's back on the line. I thought I was. I thought I was safe. <laughs> thought I got tenure, but now, nope. Still up for grabs. Got to put in those efforts. But yeah, that is our, our quote from last week, and uh, we got to move on to playing the quote for this week. For this week. Oh, and have, have we got a quote for you? This one's also me, so I should remember it next week. Ready? One. Oh. Not yet. I haven't punched you yet. Sorry. React when I punch you. One, two, three. <laughs> Wrong way. Okay, wait. You should know. Sometimes I faint. I'm not actually going to hit you. No, but when I see blood, or when yeah, I talk about blood, there will be no blood. And, okay, think there. about blood. Hang in there. Hang in, buddy. There we All go. Right. That is the quote for this week. We'll play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. If you want a chance to get a shadow on our podcast, DM us on social media. Uh, and if you guess it right before we reveal it, uh, we'll give you a shout out. And uh, hopefully social media will be working because all day today, social media or Instagram and Facebook have been down. And even as of right now, I was trying to post like a story on, on Instagram and it's still not, still not letting me. So mm, we'll see how that goes. Shoot. You know, maybe maybe TikTok ha had a hand in it, little little meddling I mean, there for they, their own personal gain. They're already booming. <laughs> I don't know what. The, I mean, they're they're cruising. Yeah, they don't need it. I like literally. I'm like, well, what should I do? Well, I went to YouTube instead. YouTube and TikTok are probably now increasing as the Facebook and Instagram can be used. But anyways, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's uh, it's though it's time to move on though to our next segment, which is uh, the news for this week. Oh bless. What do we got? Starting us off, it has been officially confirmed that the, the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series will be premiering in 2022. You know, there had been rumors that it was going to premiere in the end of 2021. 
but with uh, the recent release date of Hawkeye getting released, you know, end November, kind of into December, that has pushed Miss Marvel into 2022. Okay, I actually thought go. it was going to be released later, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was later too. So, you know, keep that constant stream going. Mm-hmm. Fire hose, baby. Moving forward, uh, we got not only the release date of the third Fantastic Beasts movie, but also the title is going to be called Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and is set to be released April 15th of 2022. And this one, this one feels like it's been forever. I know we've talked about this, but yeah, it's been forever since we've gotten, uh, I feel like, a Fantastic Beast anything, really. So it's been multiple years in between. Uh, we'll see if they can build up that hype that, they're, that they'll be needing. I actually was just reading an article. Apparently, a lot of people uh, were super, like, really hate the Fantastic Beasts and think they're really bad movies. And well, there's only been I, two movies so far, so yeah. I mean, the first that's what, first one I thought was solid. Second one I thought was terrible. So I I can <laughs> see both points of view here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I can see where they're going with it. I I was just surprised because up until that point, I had. I was, I thought we were some of the only people that disliked the second one. I heard, I've only heard like great things, but I think you give people enough time and they'll, they'll go either way, you know, they'll either something they hate, they'll love something they'll love, they'll hate, except the sequel trilogy that will always <laughs> stay in the hate camp. Uh, I mean, there's some people that do like it. We don't want to. Yeah, I just like them too much, but hmm, sorry, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to get uh you know, this is number three of five for Fantastic Beasts. So this franchise is uh, far from over. Yes, if the money indeed. comes in, that is. It'll happen. It'll happen. Anyways, moving on to our next bit of news. Uh, almost very controversial news. So Nintendo had its uh, direct this past week. And, you know, they announced the voice cast for their upcoming animated Mario movie. Would you like me to read off the voice cast, everyone? Uh just do Mario, Luigi, and Bowser. I think that's all we need right now. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> For as Mario, we have the lovely Chris Pratt. Luigi, we have Charlie Day. And for good old Bowser, we have the, the one and only Jack Black. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was Jack. I mean, I know people are, are hating on this one. I don't mind uh, Chris Pratt as, as the voice uh, for Mario. Um, and I honestly kind of see him as a Mario character. Uh, at first, I was like, kind of, what the heck? But... I'm I'm getting a little more comfortable with it. So, uh, and the other Who's, the other two, I'm just kind of like, ah, whatever. Mario's the star. I mean, and Bowser, I guess the big ba- big guy, Jack Black, kind of fits it. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, though. I'm indifferent. Wait, Nate, who's Peach as well? Do you know uh, Anna Taylor Joy? Oh, that's right, the gal in the that chess Netflix. Uh, yeah, she's also right, in right. Uh, Split. Uh, also, also in, in New Mutants. Mutants. <laughs> New Mutants. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. I will say this, though. Uh, Smash Bros. Universe confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's happening. Because we have have Pikachu, we have Sonic, now the Mario Brothers. Next thing you just need is Samus, Captain Falcon, and you're you're off to the races. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I'm going to go with TJ on this one. Bold prediction, 2027. Smash Bros. movie. There we go. 2027. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There has been a lot of uproar with um, the the voice cast of this Mario movie because yeah, it is a little bit out of left field. But I don't know. This is another. We'll have to wait and see. Which I feel like I'm saying every week now. Just we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. Yeah. Was, I don't. I don't know if like Chris Pratt is just going to do his normal voice or is he going to go full Italian plumber? But uh, I, I think I he'll know. switch it's, it up. 
I think he will. He's got to. He's got to. Uh, continuing we on, we have uh, some rumors of a movie. Um, it's been uh, recently reported that Sony has a Sinister Six movie in the works. And, you know, this is not the, the first time they've had a Sinister Six movie in the works, reportedly. Back before the, the deal between Marvel and Sony, before uh, Spider-Man swung into the MCU, they originally planned to, have, to do a Sinister, Sinister Six movie before they did the third Amazing Spider-Man movie. But now with kind of the, the, the Sony-verse kind of going on, Sony-Spider-verse, the, the possibilities are looking a lot more uh, bright and looking like they could happen. It kind of might be a little copycat move. I mean, I know they've tried to do it before, but I, I, we're going to get like a Sinister Sticks in the new uh, Spider-Man film. At least that's what everyone's thinking. So if they do that and then we get another Sinister Sticks, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what to think, but it feels a little bit like a copycat move. Yeah, we'll see how that one turns out. Uh, moving forward, uh, Disney released uh, no teaser at all, but they, they finally released a still image for the upcoming Book of Boba Fett. And we finally got an official release date for the Book of Boba Fett is going to be uh, starting streaming on Disney Plus on December 29th. Yeah, happy for it. Way too far out, I still think. Uh, should have been a month, a month sooner. Um, just like The Mandalorian past two seasons, they always just seem to push it out. Uh, and I, I'm really excited for the Book of Boba Fett, though I would rather see The Mandalorian Season 3, uh, but I'm still excited to see Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm just bummed that... I remember last year when we were, when we were watching the very end scene, it showed Boba Fett you know, taking over at Jabba's Palace. We're like, oh, sweet. And, and then, then there was the news of like, oh, yeah, we're still going to get Mandalorian uh, around that same time. Well, I got nixed. So that's a little bit of a bummer because we don't get that, but Boba Fett's cool. So Yeah. He looks way thinner in the the photo. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit uh, chubby in the a little bit of CGI there. Yeah, yeah they're like, hey, let's just trim, let's just trim the bo- boba fat, <laughs> not boba fat, <laughs> the boba fat, boba fat, boba fat, boba fat. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been a hot minute since we've gotten uh, live action Star Wars content, and so uh, you know, it'll be nice to, I guess, it's after the holiday season, be able to you know watch some, some live action Star Wars, hopefully with emphasis on the action part of yes. it. Uh, moving forward, we got a, a little teaser, or I guess I should say another teaser for, for Stranger Things Season 4. Um, it's not really a, a trailer. It's more like a, a small clip from uh, the upcoming season. You know, they kind of do this in waves with the previous seasons of like tiny little clips from each season. But, you know, we got a tiny little teaser for, for Stranger Things 4. Yeah, most that we've got so far, um, not like, not super intriguing still, because I'm just like, oh, it's just stuff, you know, but nothing that really grabs my attention for this. Right. And that's what the, the, the struggle of Stranger Things, you know, by season four, you still have to have some sort of mystery kind of thing. And at this point, it's kind of like uh, there's not really that kind of, oh, what's going on element. And so I, I don't know how they're going to try and pull that off. Yeah, it's more like, what are they going to do? Because they've already kind of done it. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little more of Star Wars news. It's been reported that uh, the Andor series has finished filming. Sweet, sweet. Good, more Star Wars. And then uh, this is, I guess, bigger news. Uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson have reached a settlement uh, with the, the upcoming uh, over at, uh, Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson uh, feeling like she was robbed of her contract. She sued Disney. That's been going on for the past little while, but they finally reached a settlement. 
uh, or we had earlier news a couple of months ago that uh, Scarlett Johansson was planned to be in the Tower of Terror project that got canceled, but that, now that is back on through the settlement. It's been reported that she will be receiving $40 million. Yeah, so pretty good settlement. Yeah. And and uh, our, our Star Wars friends said, they will, for, they will force us to, re- they'll force you to reach a settlement. So, <laughs> or some, something like that. I know I've quoted it, quoted it before, but yeah, best settlement ever, $40 million. Kind of wish, I wish both parties lost in this, but didn't see like that happen. So, <laughs> wasn't a fan of either party. I was, I was hoping for my own personal yeah. uh, interest in the lawsuit to oh, be served. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't served though. But none of the money, they made the settlement without me in the room and I, I was gypped again. Typical. Like, uh, have you guys uh, seen The Social Network? Yeah. Where he like gets, the, where Andrew Garfield gets screwed. Yeah, it's kind of like that with TJ and then Scarlett Johansson <laughs> would be the, 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 the Winklevi twins. Oh, yeah. The other guy. <laughs> Moving on, though, to our last bit of news. This is uh, more, more rumors, but for, for Marvel, it's been reported that a, a, a Daredevil reboot is in the, the works, especially uh, having... T- a reboot of the, the Netflix series with Charlie Cox. It's been rumored that they might reboot, reboot that as a whole and almost reboot some of the, the characters from the other Netflix series as well. Yeah, from what I've seen, it's... Uh, oh, actually, I saw a couple different things. So I saw, at first, uh, it was going to be like a totally, a totally different um, like TV series that included a lot of the, the Daredevil people in it. Um, but... Yeah, from now, I think more recently, and again, this is all just like in a, in a week. It was, yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh, Echo was going to be a new Disney series and it was going to uh, have all the different Daredevil cast in it, like them return. But then we just got the, oh, actually, no, Daredevil season four is going to happen on Disney Plus. So it's just like, man, stuff just changes, I feel, uh, I feel like day by day, depending on what people's interests are. So, and what feedback Disney and these other big yeah. studios get. Everything going on behind closed doors, the room where it happens. Man, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Is that a quote from something? Or are you just making that up yeah, on the that, spot? That's, that's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of Hamilton in there, but and then the rest is just. Me. Oh, okay, a little bit of Hamilton. Okay, I'm like, oh, I was unfamiliar with that. Yeah, but yeah, there's been a lot of fans clamoring, you know, for Daredevil to return. Oh, heck yeah. Obviously, been the the rumors that he is going to appear in Spider-Man: No Way Home, and speculation with that. So this comes off of the back of. Uh, long awaited but we'll wait and see what what truly happens yeah a lot to be seen but that wraps up our our news segment unless you guys have one or two more things you want to add no i think that'll cover it for this week all right then it's uh time to move on to cover not just one episode of what if but two episodes of what if covering episode seven and eight um let's start with uh, episode seven what do you guys think of party thor (laughs) go for it go for it Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I don't think, I think it's part Disney, part fans, but really mostly just Chris Hemsworth. I think he just wants to be a goof and he just wants to just have a ton of fun um, and not really take Thor seriously. And so it was a fun, it was a fun episode. Like, I, I won't lie, there were some humorous moments and, it, you know, it was, it's, it's a fun play on it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more for a little more serious a little more of the action, a little more cooler Thor. But I did appreciate how um, he did not take any crap from Captain Marvel. Yes. Like that was, I think, uh, one of the most... Uh, Fulfilling or satisfying. Yeah, very satisfying. And hey, 
to their credit, Captain Marvel smiled. They did that on and purpose, though. She I, had personality. I guarantee they definitely did it on purpose because there was so much flack from people being like, never smiles, never smiles. And then she smiled. I'm like, that's a fanfare right there. <laughs> I, I, I did not fans. notice that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I thought, yeah. it, I thought it was pretty obvious because I just know, yeah, she never smiles in, in either of the movies that she's in, uh, in the MCU. <laughs> and here they're like, okay, let's, let's actually make her smile be a little more witty, have some funnier lines. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was appreciated. Yeah. I can kind of agree with TJ. I don't know if it's Chris Hemsworth. It might just be Disney being like, Oh, well look how successful Thor Ragnarok was. So let's do an episode of even an, a more lighthearted Thor and party Thor. And it was this, that's what this really was. It was just a very lighthearted ep- episode. You got some action with Captain Marvel versus Thor. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm still taking Thor over Captain Marvel easily because Captain Marvel's at the full height of her powers and Thor hadn't really even learned who he was. He was just kind of doing whatever and he still um, still fought Captain Marvel perfectly and then really kind of even beat her when he just put her put the hammer on her and just sat her down, right? Uh, and then uh, he remember he still has to yeah, learn that he's the, the cool god of thunder and then come to that conclusion and then get Stormbreaker. So with both those things, I'm taking Thor over Captain Marvel. That was my biggest takeaway from uh, from from this episode. <laughs> and it was just uh, still, yeah, just overall kind of fun, lighthearted. I do got to say, though, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed seeing like a uh, frost giant Loki. You know, that was like, cool. If uh, him and Thor mm-hmm. hadn't been brothers, then they were just, you know, kind just of friends, idiot frat bros together. I just thought it yeah. was like an, an interesting design to be like, what if Loki, you know, had like the full powers of a frost giant and him and Thor didn't have like this love hate relationship. I thought that was an interesting point of it. Yeah, that was a good take. And that it, was an interesting. And it is a good story overall. It's a good what if, like, oh, what if Thor mm-hmm. was an only child and Loki went back? So, um, I mean, there's so many different ways that you could have gone with it and they went the, the fun, lighthearted way, but maybe they kind of needed that after so many sad uh, ending what ifs for the past like four episodes like let's just do something happy so Mm -hmm. well i guess it it doesn't really end happy yeah it doesn't really end happy it's just it kind of goes into what's going to happen next so Mm -hmm. but the other thing i want to say about i guess the the party thor episode is i I liked how we saw all of like the familiar characters you saw like guardians of the galaxy and the ravengers howard the duck like you see everybody from space that could be there it's like you know what let's come to earth there yeah every everyone was there he when he's talking to um, not the Cree. Oh my gosh, I'm totally, totally scrolls? spacing. Yeah, the scrolls. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, you mm-hmm. do me, you do me." So it's just showing, yeah, all the different different aliens from the galaxy. I, I enjoyed that as well. Good call. And and see, that's the thing with Party Thor. You don't necessarily need a uh, peace in space because everyone's just chill. Everyone's chill. It's just a good blow, time. Blow, party in one planet till it blows up at a time. Heck yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. And too bad we didn't get, didn't get any any Zemo in there doing his like little dance, you know, <laughs> his dance. Oh, yeah, that would have been a great no, Easter egg. No they just had a the fist pump. <laughs> I don't know. There was a when there's it cuts to the Thor and Jane dancing together. They're kind of doing the fist bump. And some yes. people are like, "Oh, they're stealing Zemo's dance move." They're taking but. his dance move. Yeah, <laughs> very similar at least. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a but, specialized dance move. Anyone can do it. It's just fist pump, you know. <laughs> but whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, yeah, just not really a, a huge consequential episode in one of, but just you know, a, a fun time. Yeah, you know, agreed. Regardless, but let's let's move into talking about episode eight of What If Ultron Had Won. Now we're getting into yeah. some nitty, some nitty gritty. We're getting into some details, something that can affect 
uh, a greater timeline than its own. So, oh yeah, th- this had been my favorite episode so far, for sure. Definitely. I thought it was, it's just been so, I, I've loved how they've done what if, um, because it's just like, oh, hey, you, you thought it was just going to be all these random stories or whatever, but then they throw in the watcher and you're like, okay, the watcher's just chilling. But now they're really bringing it all together mm-hmm. to make like a multiverse kind of watcher Avengers in some ways kind of thing. And that was not what I was expecting at all. And I, and I'm loving yeah, it. I love the it. guardians of the multiverse. That's what they're, that's what they're called. And uh, overall, yeah, this episode was, was phenomenal. We, uh, we were able to see, uh, Ultron win and just wipe out everyone, wipe out one plane after another. Captain Marvel tries to come quote, save the day and be all funny and boom, not even, not even close. Um, I think pro- like, I don't know, the armor of Ultron with the stones, the, that kind of iconic voice. It's not the, the original actor voice. I don't believe, but still, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It, it didn't sound like it. I, and I forgot to check that, but it still sounds very cool. He's got like the, the awesome, like, it's almost like a, a jousting weapon. It, you know, it kind of looks like that he has in his hands that he's, that he's wiping uh, planets uh, clean off the the universe with um, just so cool. I thought the yeah, the imagery was super cool and the style and uh, the designs of of Ultron and, and everything were super cool. And then they involved the story with it with again the Hawkeye. I feel like Hawkeye and Black Widow are the kind of like the Iron Man, Captain America of what if they're always the ones that are kind of saving the day, even though they have no powers. Right. So cool Mm -hmm. to see them. And then the watcher Ultron fight. I mean, what else can we say about it? Just that it was, it was spectacular. So, you know, I just really appreciate how, you know, they've really kind of brought Ultron back because you know, there's been so much like, man, no age of Ultron. It was day. Now we're getting an an age. age. And so, cause he's such a, he's a fantastic villain, a terrible villain. Um, in that sense. And so now we're getting like, hey, Ultron was something to be extremely, extremely um, a force to be worried about. With. Yeah, a super force. Yeah. And like, sorry, uh, like I, I do, I do have a little, I'm a little ticked about how, how they've been, how they did Thanos dirty. Yeah, they did. Um, they did Thanos way dirty there. It's like, come on now. It's like no, 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 no. Like Thanos would not just sit there and get killed immediately. Like he put up if a he fight. saw he would like you know do. I, I don't know. It's, I think kind of what you're saying. Like I think it goes to show it's you know this episode is basically kind of like a redemption for for Ultron. You know, mm-hmm. like you really get to see he is one of the most dangerous threats in the galaxy. Yes, and you know, like you know, Thanos came with the sounds, but I kind of feel like. You know, they are on a similar level. Obviously, it's different because Thanos was always going after the the Infinity Stones. But like Ultron at the height of his powers is still someone to be reckoned with. And it's because, you know, he he was in you know the, the Vision's body, which became his body. He knew how to use the stone almost perfectly that I think Vision never knew how to do or he didn't really completely understand. And so like, yeah, it's a little bit dirty. He just, you know, slices Thanos in half. But at the same time, it's like... He's like one of the most superior intellects, inter, int, intellects in the galaxy. And so I, I think it just shows how powerful Ultron really is. Oh, he's super powerful. I think you're right. When it's Vision, Vision was more just kind of like an exploratory guy, just trying to figure out his purpose and figure out the world around him. Right. He, he wasn't he didn't really have like a strong K. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to carry it out. That's what Ultron had from the very beginning. So as soon as he got the stones or a stone, the, the soul stone, right? 
his purpose was still, okay, I'm going to wipe out all of humanity, wipe out everyone, right? And I think with that and the soul stone, uh, it just gave him that that extra strength and power. And Thanos came and, and you know, maybe caught a little off guard. I still think there would have been a little more of a fight. Um, but I can understand, obviously, they were just trying to push the push the story um, forward to keep it going. So, And I think now, I think this is confirming um, uh, what we're going to see in No Way Home. Because remember, we had uh, Ultimate Strange, that's what it is, right? Oh, Doctor or, Strange Supreme, you mean? Mm-hmm. So Doctor Strange Supreme, that's right. Uh, Strange Supreme was trapped, and now the Watcher is going to free him. Um, but I bet after they defeat Ultron in the next couple episodes, uh, Strange becomes Strange bad. Supreme is going. Well, he's either going to become bad, or he's just going to be like, "I'm going to get out of here because I know the Watcher is going to like put me back in my prison or something like okay, that." Okay, okay. And so then he's going to escape to to our universe or something like that. Where regardless, I think we're seeing how he's going to come into play. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it, it was a great decision by the Watcher. I think to go. Um, go and get strange supreme dr strange supreme just because he's he was powerful enough that he wiped out his entire universe right so mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to think about wiped out everyone so and he's just kind of kind of chilling there now so i mean you need him to go up against ultron who's also he's wiped out uh, a universe and is looking to to wipe out more and he's gaining this this power and this knowledge and his determination is still as as strong as ever now he also has the stones, so that's why they're going to have to bring in some of the other characters. They're going to bring in Killmonger and and Thor and um, uh, uh, not Hawkeye, but Black Widow. So they're going to be bringing in these characters to to try and save the day. So it's going to be an epic showdown. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that that yeah. last episode. Yeah, and yeah. I do want to touch on the the Watcher versus Ultron fight because I I kind of feel like. I don't know, most times in the comics you don't really see a Watcher really fight. Never. He's like, yeah. He doesn't really need to. And so I thought that was really cool how he stepped in and then he got armor too. Yeah, he looked it was cool. More of a one-sided mm-hmm. fight. I still really appreciated that. And, you know, I think the, the, the really thing, the really good thing that What If has done really well is kind of, you know, the Watcher is the main character of What If because, you know, he's the consistent presence. And we've been slowly seeing more and more of him. And now we've gotten to the point where he is just blatantly, he has to interfere and, you know, I, I really enjoyed seeing that aspect and being like just kind of his his character arc, which we know, which was we saw it coming. But it still, I think, kind of hits in a moment of it's like, OK, I can't just sit and watch everything, even though I kind of just want to. And, you know, like another thing I, I, I kind of noticed when watching this, like, you know, like after Ultron destroyed his universe, the Watcher kept talking. And then Ultron's like, wait a second, I hear someone now. And if you're like. The Watcher just shut up. Ultron wouldn't have heard him <laughs> and figured it out. But it's like Watcher, know, stop just, narrating everything. Just just chill for two seconds. Well, and I thought that was a cool point though, is that they're kind of trying to be like, oh, the Watcher, he narrates. Um, like that's just what he does, like as a recorder, as a watcher. But then he's just narrating as it's going. And then I just thought that was so cool. It's like, but Ultron in the infinity recognized another wait a minute. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, and two other quick points. Um, I really like the line where the Watcher's like, "You can't begin to fathom mm-hmm, like the depths mm-hmm. of my will," because he's. And I think what he was just saying is like, "I've had to hold myself back from all these terrible things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Like I have super strong will." Um, 
And then I, I really liked in the fight scene where they would break through two different That universes. was so cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, I was I was going to I was going to post or no, I did post something about this on the page the other day, but it was uh showing like oh, Ultron punched uh Vision or excuse me, Ultron punched the Watcher into the Star Wars galaxy, galaxy far far away. At the, at two points it oh, looks yeah. like he's in Felucia and he and he's also in Mustafar. It, it honestly like uh, at first I was like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." I'm like, "Wait, no, that looks like Mustafar, and, and that looks like uh, Felucia. It was, it was. Is that what it's called? Is am I saying Felucia right? Yeah, it is Felucia. Okay. Felucia. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was that was really cool, and I like TJ's point about the Watcher and uh, talking about his will. I think the Watcher does have a stronger will. I just don't think he's as powerful as uh, Ultron because Ultron's got all the all the stones and is just continually taking in knowledge. So that's the only bummer. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's gonna be super exciting. So easily the best one, uh, the best series. I'm I'm so impressed yeah, by what. It, and I was so skeptical. I, mm -hmm. I was like, this is gonna be the worst one, but it's oh, flip to switch. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great second to last episode, and then I'm, I'm excited for the finale this week. Definitely. All right, but uh, yeah, that ends our segment about talking about what if, and we're gonna move on to talking about our topic, but. Due to uh, differences of a location, TJ was not able to, to watch the movie that we're talking about because where he is at, it has not yet been released. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, apparently, according to some of my brother's opinions, I'm not missing out on too much. Though. Yeah, well, Nate and I will <laughs> jump into it. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it and, and we'll say a, say a sayonara to TJ for now. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Well, I'll we'll be seeing you guys. Catch Have a great one. Catch you on the flippity-flip, uh, TJ. Peace. But yes, the, the movie we are, are talking about this week is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the sequel to 2018's Venom and the return of Tom Hardy. I was looking forward to this, honestly. I was excited. It got a, a lot of hype um, and went to theaters. I mean, it broke the, it broke the record for yeah. biggest movie of the year so far, right? I think it made $90 million, uh, this weekend. Uh, the past weekend, and I think Shang Chi. I can't. I can't remember what Shang Chi did. I'm totally spacing, but it beat out Shang Chi and Black Widow. So mm -hmm. it takes the cake. Um, but ever, but is, I just is it necessarily uh, the cake you want to eat? Yeah, it, exactly. I mean, um, I feel like marketing the marketing for these for this movie they did their job well because they marketed something that was terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say I. <laughs> I, I personally did not like this film at all. It was it was a, a difficult movie to watch, and it was only an hour and a half. Um, I, I I just uh, I I wasn't sure why I was there. Right, I was the story. I was like, eh, story was kind of the the acting was man the the lines eh, you know it just had no real no real appeal appeal, and I didn't feel like it had any sort of identity as as a movie either. Uh, I, I really, I think the first one, I know Tom Hardy had some, some beef with the director. It didn't like the, the way that they were going, but I, I honestly, I, I enjoyed the first one. It was entertaining. It wasn't like the best movie ever, but it was entertaining. This one, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure if we should trust Tom Hardy's judgment on anything now, because if he wanted to go <laughs> this way, um, we should, we should lock him up. We should throw him in jail. <laughs> like this was not the right direction to go with Venom for me at all. He is credited as one of the story's writers, but you know, I, I, I didn't hate this movie. 
do I love, do I think it's a good movie? No, I do think not think it's a good movie. But I guess to kind of, kind of like backing up into it, like I think after the, the first Venom, it, it set the tone after the first mm-hmm. Venom. Because yeah, the first yeah. one are like, what is this going to be? But then clearly it's the vibe of like, it almost feels like a stupid like buddy cop movie it, with between Venom <laughs> and yeah. Tom Hardy, you know? It does. And, you know, that was... Not exactly, I think, what we were expecting for the first one, but it kind of works. You know, you're like, I'm having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, you have fun. You have fun. It's pretty lighthearted, there, but there's also some good action sequences. And the story, like, it makes sense. It flows, right? Guy wants to have the, send, send, send the rocket off, right? And, uh, and obviously the, the symbiotes are trying to get back on the rocket and go back to, to the planet. And it like, yeah, it's a little, little crazy, a little far-fetched, but it, it definitely works, right? This one, it was... Like, what was the main point or the main goal of the story at the beginning, right? It's just like, uh, Carnage escapes and now he's trying to go marry his wife and they're going to have this quote unquote wedding. And I'm like, what the heck? That's, that's going to be the end goal. That's the end point. The climax is just to, to have a wedding, right? The other one's like, no, we're trying to get back to our own planet. So we're going to go take this guy's rocket, this super, super scientist owner, kind of Elon Musk, you know, esque type guy, right? That's what they're going there in San Francisco. So it has some sort of story flow and, and a point to it, right? Instead of Venom sticks with Tom Hardy. He's like, no, I like it here. I'm going to chill with you. This one, it's just like, yeah, it didn't have any, any sort of anything like that. And it left me it wanting was, dearly. Yes. No, the, the story in this is basically, I guess to sum it up is, um, so yeah, they, it's been a little while since uh, the first movie. Eddie Brock has switched over to, to written journalism instead of having his own kind of talk show, TV show. And, you know, he's struggling in, in the, the writer's aspect. And because he's now living with Venom, his life is also kind of trash. Yeah, kind of crazy. And, yeah, it's just kind of like he's, I would say he's definitely even worse off than the first movie pretty significantly. At the, at the beginning, but, at the beginning. But then Venom helps mm-hmm. him out, right? gets a break in the story that leads him like to all these bodies that Carnage had killed or, or Cletus Cassie kill. And then now he's all of a sudden, now he's a big hot shot again, kind of. Mm-hmm. But reality is just like character wise. The only, th- there, there's real, really no character development at all besides Venom and Eddie Brock fight. And then they, and they separate for a bit and then they get back together to, to fight at the end. And nobody really learns anything or no one really, cares about it's plot wise it's very it's very very just kind of dumb you know it's you know it's like eddie brock eddie brock and venom break up and her having a fight and then uh accidentally gets uh creates carnage with cletus cassidy and so then he's just kind of murdering people and then he's like well i guess we got to stop him yeah and that's really about it yeah and they didn't go into any explanation of carnage um there's he gets created by you know biting you know eddie's finger and then uh, it's like symbiote and blood kind of combined together. And then all of a sudden now creates this other crazy symbiote. And even when they're like, Oh dang, that's a red one. Right. It doesn't explain like, okay, well, what is a red one? How, what's the creation behind it? Why is it worse? It doesn't go into any explanation. It just kind of happens. Um, I wasn't even sure that it was a symbiote at first. Um, like, or like a, a symbiote that talks kind of like venom talks to heart to Tom Hardy or Teddy Brock. Right. Um, but it, but mm-hmm. it does have that. And then, Oh man, it it just it, it didn't it didn't really go anywhere. And now and go for it, Nate. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be just be kind of harping on it the entire time. 
Yeah, and it's that, I think that's one of the, the biggest points about this is it doesn't really go anywhere or do anything. Yeah, it starts and, starts and finishes the same. You're at the same point you were at the beginning as you're at the end. Mm-hmm. Except for, well, we'll get to the post credit scene later, but the, the big thing is kind of, I just feel like, um, like, yeah, it's not really fulfilling in any way. Cause like something I was kind of expecting, like I knew this was kind of like, it's almost like just kind of a fun, dumb movie. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's what you get from the first one. But you're like, this can be entertaining. I can enjoy this. But then kind of this one, like I enjoyed the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom. You know, it's, it's a little bit of fun, but like, I just felt like all of the jokes in this one really fell flat. Yeah, they did. You know, like it wasn't, wasn't really funny. No, they didn't land uh, at, at all. I felt like the lines were very, very forced. Um, not even not even like a cheesy good, you know? And I feel like when you were saying this is kind of like a, a fun, dumb film, I think the first one really hit that. This one is more just a dumb film with a little bit of fun, right? But but not a ton, not a ton. Uh, I think one big thing that I really struggled with, and this was, this was the point that I made, I think multiple podcasts that we talked about it or we'd mentioned Venom at all, was Woody Harrelson. Now... The first scene that Woody Harrelson appears in this uh, franchise, quote unquote, is at the end of Venom, uh, the first film. Remember, he shows mm-hmm. up and he's got the red curly hair and he's like, when I get out of here, there's going to be carnage, right? And you're like, all right, now that's just, you know, poor, <laughs> Deadpool says, right? Poor screen mm-hmm. screenplay or screenwriter. Or I can't remember what exactly what Deadpool says, but. Um, it, it really was that. And then the first time he appears on in Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, I, cr- I just cringed from the line. And every time he spoke, it was just kind of cringy. And half the time he's talking in poems and haikus. And you're like, what the heck is he talking about? And it was supposed to have some bigger play or a bigger role in the story. And it kind of did. But it was kind of like, but, what, is he, what is he talking about? He's, he's crazy. And it just, ugh. I don't know. To, to be honest, I was kind of expecting him to be one of the worst parts of the movie. But... I feel like fair. <laughs> I think he did a fine job in the sense because I'm like he's just creepy and weird, and it kind of works for what is happening in this movie. Like I don't know, like I was I was expecting kind of the cringe to be like, oh, I'm just not gonna like this. But kind of with how this movie went, I'm kind of like, okay, I well, feel like this works, or I'm like, I'm 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 okay with this. If it's the overall scope of of the the poorness uh, of the movie, I guess Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. And so for the most part, like. I was, I was kind of fine with it because I'm just like, I'm like, you're just creepy, but you're supposed to be creepy. So See, I think it works and, out for and this. And for me, that that's where I kind of struggled with because I'm like, man, I didn't even get a creepy vibe. I just kind of got a, a weird, unpleasant vibe, right? I wasn't like, oh man, this guy's some scary, nasty, gruesome serial killer. I just kind of like, this dude's weird and and just kind of unpleasant and I and I don't like him, right? I think if he was able to give more of like a, uh, a crazy serial killer vibe, which I'm not sure I, I would want either, I guess would be scary, but it'd be a better overall all film. Right. But like give off like a Joker type of vibe or like a Zac Efron, um, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy vibe, right. Where it's just kind of like, Ooh, it makes your skin crawl a little bit. Right. That kind of works. Right. But it, for, it was just kind of an unpleasant vibe and didn't even have that kind of scary tone. And, oh, and that wig, that Woody Harrelson, War, yeah, that's uh, it's, oh, it's, that's an awful way. That was that was. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. That's just a, a difficult pill to swallow. Got to be top ten worst, top five worst uh, toupees I've seen in my life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then kind of just off the, the back of that with him and uh, Shriek's relationship. Yeah, it was just kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was, it was really weird. And it, was, it felt too much like a focal point of the movie, which they built up to. And it's like, why are we building up to this? Yeah, exactly. Like, I understand you need, you need the conflict to be like, oh, we got to stop Carnage. But like, it felt kind of weird just between them. I don't know. It, it was like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I, I, just, I just didn't enjoy it because I'm just like, this is just kind of weird and out of place. It was, it was, really, it was really out of place. And uh, Shriek, Naomi Harris, Naomi Harris, I think I enjoy as an actress. This one, again, just kind of the lines were just kind of cringe. Um, it, it just didn't make sense. Uh, I guess give it credit that it flowed to the overall poorness of the movie still. So, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, wh- why are we focusing so much on, on this relationship, right? It was focusing on their relationship a lot. And then it was focusing on Eddie and, and, and Venom's relationship though. I can't say like, I really, I mean, there was some banter back and forth and it was okay. But again, just, just kind of meh, you know, it's kind of meh. Mm-hmm. But for the for the most part, I was gonna say about um, oh yeah, next relation with the first character I want to talk about was the detective. Like he, they're supposed to he's supposed to be Toxin later on in the comics. Oh yeah, that's like, right, that's right. Like I understand like the whole revenge thing, but like I'm like that guy died. I'm like, how is he still alive at the end? Because like he got like his eye ripped out and he got hung and like his <laughs> leg smashed to pieces and stabbed. I'm like, how is this guy alive? Yeah, I, I'm not sure either i mean maybe it's already present in there because right his eyes kind of glowed at the end uh showing like oh wait it, it was already in there to begin with and that's how he survived so i mean i guess i could i guess i could see that uh but ooh, that was also pretty bad toupee um i mean if at least i think it's a toupee that he was wearing it, it looked it looked I bad think- enough it was a toupee but I think that's the dude's real hair. Really? Oof. If it is, really? that's tough. Maybe he I'm should gonna... shave. <laughs> Maybe he should get a toupee. Because uh, I, don't, I don't even know. It, I don't know that actor's name, so I can't, I can't speak to yeah, it too much. I'm not, but I'm not too familiar with him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But either. But, uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, just kind of, yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's his real hair. Oh, though. wow. Okay, well, maybe he should. I'm hating on people's hair on this. Maybe he should shave it. <laughs> I think it's, I yeah, think it's time but, for him. Yeah, but just, yeah, overall, plot-wise, not very good. The, the humor, not very good. Yeah, and it's also just kind of like zero stakes, too. With, zero when you stakes, don't really have any yeah. character progression. When you don't really have any character progression, you have to rely on the action. And there was, obviously, it's, it's an hour and a half film, so it's very, very short. I felt like the climax was very, very weak. That last mm-hmm. battle scene. Agreed. The, the thing, the thing I am going to say that I think I enjoyed, I did enjoy the scene where carnage broke out and murdered everyone in the jail. I thought that was, yeah, that's pr- pretty, that good. was brutal. And I will give some credit to the action sequences between Venom and carnage as well. I think it was cool to see carnage when he was carnage, right? Or yeah. where Cletus Cassidy is carnage. It showed really like the power that he had. He was able to do just, just so much, um, had like, all of this crazy power and was definitely a superior symbiote to Venom. And you could, you could see that. And Mm -hmm. even in like, in the first one with Riot, Riot has some, some crazy stuff going on, but it didn't seem like it was uh, so overwhelming that Venom couldn't fight him a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but this one was like, yeah, Carnage just, he has, he's got all, all the bells and whistles and, and Venom really couldn't hold a candle to him. So, 
give some give some credit there to that action sequence, but that was really the only the only positive thing I can think the, of. Even I, I don't see. Yeah, I don't. I would say yeah. So that action sequence I enjoyed. Then the second thing I'm going to say, yeah, uh, design and look of the symbiote's great. So yeah, obviously I really like Carnage's look. I think that's pretty accurate to the comics and pretty yes, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it it looks like Carnage, and I think they did a good job of that. And they also they updated Venom's uh, redesign. Yes, um, they like did. In the first one, he's really, really bulky and like really, really heavy. In this one, he's a little taller and slimmed. And I think uh, personally, I think it looks better okay. than in the first okay. one. Okay, fair. I think it was slight enough that probably not a ton of people, if they're not as big a comic fans, notice. I didn't mind that first design. Um, I go with him. I probably either probably either way. So fair. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 only third thing that I'm gonna say that I enjoyed is. I did enjoy when Venom went to that like p- club party scene. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't enjoy the speech, but I just thought it was funny how it's like you get like a 10 foot walking monster and you get him in a club and everyone's like, dude, that, that's amazing. Yeah, cost- I, I thought that was like, funny. Oh, yeah, it's just just a dude in costume. It's so true. That was that was kind of funny. Yeah, his speech was all, a little cringe. And I think everyone at the, the party also thought it was kind of weird, too. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, despite this not being a good movie at all. I still like Tom Hardy and I still like this Venom. Like it's, it's obviously it's, I think it's different from the comics Venom, Uh but I still enjoy Tom Hardy and still enjoy this Venom. And it's still kind of that funness between them. I still enjoy despite all of the major flaws in this movie. I want them to continue with the, the Venom style, Hardy, Tom Hardy style them together. Uh, I think, yeah, they were forcing too much back and forth banter between them in this film. I liked it more in the last film whereas. It was still funny, but but not as much. Um, so I do want to keep going down that route for sure. And I like this Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy, I, I think, struggled a little more in this film. I, the last film, I thought it flowed better. Um, not, again, apparently he had some issues with the, the director in the last film. And this one he didn't. But this film, I didn't like him as much. And uh, also, he was looked like he was kind of balding. So there's my thing with the hair again, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I, I still want them, like you said, to yeah to go down this. Uh, path mm-hmm. with this Eddie and this this Venom and we'll see if they can which, make it play out a little better. Which I think takes us straight into the, the post-credits mm-hmm, scene, which mm-hmm. I was very surprised by. I was completely shocked. So, unfortunately, I saw ugh, people are, I'm, you know, I'm on, on Instagram a lot and I'm on the page and I'm doing stuff. Um, so, I got, I didn't see the, the full thing, but I saw just like a, a mini clip of what it of, this, of what was at the end of the, the movie, right? That ending credit scene. So I was, I was kind of expecting it. Unfortunately, I'm like, ah, dang, I wish I didn't. But everyone's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And I just kind of thought, okay, it's got to be, if everyone's talking about it like this, it's got to be Spider-Man, right? Because everyone loves Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. uh, Nate, you want to give, tell just spoilers, yeah. just tell us what happened here in the end credit scene. So basically, yeah, so Venom and Eddie are in some island off the coast of somewhere. And like he's talking to Venom and Venom's like, oh, I got like a thousand years or like like the hive mind of all, all my people and race. Like we have so much information and knowledge. He's like, I'll give you like a little taste of it because otherwise it would blow your brain. But right before that happens, the universe completely shifts. Yes. And we and uh, on the TV, Eddie and, Eddie and Venom now find themselves in the MCU watching yeah. J. Jonah Jameson's announcement about Peter Parker beating Spider-Man. And it shows a picture of, yeah, it's like that whole broadcast. It shows a picture of Tom Holland and Venom's like, ooh, that guy, he looks tasty. But it's basically, 
Venom is now in the MCU. He's now in the MCU. Tom Hardy version of Venom is in the MCU. Yeah, which is kind of kind of cool, right? We everyone was it is cool. I, uh, everyone was wondering, like, well, like, how are they going to do it? Well, I guess they're like, well, just Tom Holland will be in the Sony verse, and he'll just be the one. It'll just be him and him and Venom, right? And they'll duke it out in this other this other universe, right? And um, remember, Spider Man, Tom Holland can exist in both universes. But now it's like, wait a minute, Tom didn't go over there. Excuse me, Tom Holland didn't go over to the Sony universe. It was like, wait, Venom and Tom Hardy came over to the MCU, right? So I, I think mm-hmm. that that is cool, and I'm excited to see Venom in the MCU, in the, the MCU Same. setting. So Exactly. And, you know, obviously I think the, the whole moment when that happens in the post credit scene is I think it's when Dr. Strange yep. does the spell. Yep. That's, that's the moment happening in this. But honestly, like, you know, there's been rumors that's like, oh, Venom could be part of the Sinister Six. But actually I see him teaming up with Spider-Man in... I see him appearing in Spider-Man No Way Ooh. Home and teaming up with the Tom Holland's Spider-Man against all the other villains that, that come. That is a great take, and I, I agree. I do agree. I think there might be a little animosity between... Um, there might be like a little fight scene at first between Spider-Man and Venom, but then they realize, hey, wait a minute. We can team up and we can fight these other bad guys. Or maybe Tom Holland is just like, hey, wait. Like, no, I... Uh, I'm not a bad guy. I'm actually good, right? Because from what Tom Hardy and Venom are seeing, sorry, I'm always switching between Tom Hardy and Eddie Brock. I just, they're one and the same, right? To me. So what Mm -hmm. Eddie and Venom are seeing is J. Jonah Jameson saying, this is a bad dude. So in their minds, like, this is a bad guy. Let's go eat him. What does Venom like to do? He likes to eat bad guys. They're tasty, right? So maybe he goes Mm -hmm. after Spider-Man. He's going to try and eat him but then ultimately realizes, wait, Spider-Man is not a villain. He's actually a good guy. Then they do a little tag team, you know, a little Nacho Libre, Esqueleto style, and then boom, Mm -hmm. take on the Sinister Sticks in No Way Home, which Mm -hmm. is a a very real possibility. I mean, there's so many possibilities with No Way Home, but this could be a very real possibility. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll kind of relate because they're quote-unquote both on the run now and both are kind of outed a little bit. And, you know, they do, they do team up in the comics, so it's faithful to that. Yes. But just overall, I think, I think we're going to finally see Venom get some Spider-Man powers because I could see Venom latching on to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And, you know, I know, like, No Way Home is going to be already really, really packed, but yeah. I feel like that, that would be, like, almost not only a fan service moment to get Black Suit Spider-Man in the MCU, but also just to move the Venom storyline along to be yeah. like, I'm going to give you Spider-Man powers now. And- and so well, if you remember in the in the trailer for No Way Home, there is a part where you see Spider-Man or Tom Holland running and he's in all black. Right. And it kind of looks like a black suit. So there again is another connection of Venom and Spider-Man in No Way Home. So that could that could definitely happen. My hope also mm-hmm. is now they're done with this crappy Cletus, uh, this crappy Cletus Cassidy carnage. carnage right. Now, maybe we could move on to a carnage that fights against Spider-Man and Venom in the MCU. I don't know if they'll do that. Maybe they could get a different actor and it would be... Because now, you know, Carnage is dead, right? No more. We don't see him. Yeah. But I don't think they're just going to be done and over with him, right? There's got to be something that happens where Carnage is back and Spider-Man fights him. So maybe they do that and it happens in the MCU. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You could built upon that in the MCU. But overall, I'm excited to have Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU. Excited to see him team up with Spider-Man. 
And yeah, it was, that was like, I, I got some chills with that, to be honest, with the post credit scene. Cause it was to me completely out of nowhere, did not expect it. And, you know, just builds the hype even more for yeah, No Way Home. I it feel it like. really does, man. The hype is going to be out of this world for No Way Home. It's going to be end game level. I feel like, um, yeah, at least the hype for end game level. But again, the only reason the hype was created for Endgame was because Infinity War was such an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. I just always gotta gotta point that out. So plug, plug in plug Infinity War always. as the, the true hero of the yeah MCU. the hero that um what, what oh, crap dang it what, what's the what's the bad I know, that's what I was the going hero for. that we <laughs> it's the hero that we deserve but not the one yeah, we need so, yes <laughs> exactly so there there we have yeah. it there's venom for us. I guess we we do the ratings. Just yeah, you and me, you, you and me Nate, we'll, we'll rate it up. I, I'm gonna give it like a, a one and a half stars, really low. I think that's um th- th- that's the lowest rating you've done. It's so the far. lowest rating I've done so far. This was the uh, the poorest movie I think I've seen this year. There's another movie I really disliked, Jungle Cruise. For those of you who watch Jungle Cruise out there, some of you are probably like, "What? What are you talking about?" I liked it and. And and I can see that now, but like I got back, I was done when I watched it. I was like, oh man, this was just not good. I did not like it. And it had The Rock and, and Emily Blunt and I both like, I like both those characters and both those actors, or excuse me, both those actors. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I still really didn't like it. But, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is it was significantly worse than what I thought of Jungle Cruise. And I thought Jungle Cruise was the worst movie I had seen all year. No, it's definitely Venom. And Jungle Cruise actually seems like a decent movie compared to, <laughs> to Venom. So one okay. and a half stars for me. Just, it did not land. Uh, only very, very strong. redeeming factor is the end credit scene. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a could watch it. To me, I'm like, it's not terrible. It's like, don't watch it. But I'm going to give it, you, you could watch it. Obviously, there's, I would say, maybe one or two entertaining scenes. Most of it's pretty boring and not really fulfilling. But hey, it's only an hour and a half. Very, it's very only short. an hour and a half. But, You're not wasting too much time there. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing for me is this movie is unnecessary, except for the post credit yes. scene. And the biggest thing is just like, there is no significance in this at all. If you like, literally, if you take away the post credit scene, there's no point to this movie. There's nothing happens in this movie, and it's just not great. And so... Yeah, it's the, the redeeming quality is the post credit scene because of what it ties into. But everything else in the movie is just kind of very kind of pointless, not very fulfilling, and not really any stakes because you're like, well, Venom's going to win, you know? And I was just hoping to see some good action along the way and have some fun, but neither truly happened that much. And so I wasn't disappointed, but I'm like, first one, definitely better. I agree. Did you think, um, did you think this movie was better? than uh black widow i know you dislike black widow i'm gonna say yes to be honest just because like oh really I wasn't, I wasn't really entertained by black widow like black widow is like two hours of disappointment for me this was just an hour and a half of it's a dumb movie that's not good and i can live with that i could i couldn't live with the black with the disappointment of black widow on a, a bunch of different reasons and okay so. fair so that's that's why that's why I would say um, that's why I would say this movie is better than Black Widow because I'm like it was also you know I'm like it's Venom too I don't really have too yeah, high no expectations. Lot of expectations okay okay that's fair and, and, and so yeah that's that's it for Venom Venom let two. there be carnage let there be carnage <laughs> but uh, we got to move on to playing the quote once more yeah. Um, we'll play the quote one last time. Um, and then if you do get it or know what it is, let us know and we'll give you a shout out. 
Mm -hmm. But here it is. Ready? One. Oh. Not yet. I haven't punched you yet. Sorry. React when I punch you. One, two, three. <laughs> Wrong way. Okay, wait. You should know. Sometimes I faint. I'm not actually going to hit you. No, but when I see blood, or when right, I talk about blood, no blood. Or, or think there. about blood. Hang in there. Hang in, buddy. And there we have our quote. And there is the quote once again, and that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys out there. If you want a, a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on social media at quotes and stuff pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you DM us guessing the quote correctly before we reveal it, we'll give you a shout out. If you want to reach out to the show, you can also do that through email. That's uh, at quotes and stuff pod at gmail.com. Send in emails of uh, any of your answers to the questions we ask or any of your thoughts on the things we talk about. We'd love to have them. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next Goodbye. time. Bye.